listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Your one stop for non-stop basketball talk. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops, on Twitter and Instagram. Now, here's Tip-Off with Rob and Nick. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast, episode number 24, here with Robert Slatter and Nick Paravalos. Nick, last week was March Madness, the beginning of March Madness, the weekend of 64 and 32. Absolutely crazy. We're gonna be going we're gonna be going over March Madness. A big time UConn move that happened and a little bit more NBA to sprinkle in there too. Good time to talk some basketball, Nick. Yeah, it's a very entertaining time. Uh, Rob, I have no fingernails. I've, uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of stress within the last weekend. Opened my bracket, you know, did well, which it didn't. Uh, but we'll get right into it. Let's start off. Well, with... let, let me say before, real quick, this March Madness, like after the first day, it was so difficult to continue to watch basketball. But I did it for the podcast. I did it for for basketball. I because. I had some my bracket got busted real quick, real quick. So yeah, you can head into yeah. That let's first. go head in into the the historic, I guess, um, number sixteen seed, first ever beating the number one seed, um, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, over University of Virginia, UVA. You know, unanimous number one seed. I thought they were actually going to the final four. I had them in my championship, but disappointing. the The overall consensus, I would say, is. Um, Baltimore County was. Uh, they were making. See, I'm still lost for words because they were shooting like 60, 70 percent. I did. I was not rooting what, for them. What always happens with the Cinderellas is they literally just catch fire. They couldn't miss. He's on fire. And they can't miss. That's the same thing that happened with the BS that happened against my champion that I put out on our Instagram with Buffalo. Be uh, they they were absolutely outrageously yep. just making every shot, playing really good basketball. Arizona looked like a completely different team. They they completely screwed my bracket. Well, why don't you cry about it? And that's exactly what happened with the 16 seed over the one. And Virginia, though, you had a different – obviously you had them in your Final Four. I was kind of still of the thought that until they actually continue to do it to, – to get advance in the, in the bracket, I kind of put them in the same light as when – Villanova was looking to pursue and get, but I didn't think they would get bounced in the first round. No one thinks that a 16 seed is going to be the first seed. Listen, I was very disappointed in the coaching staff. I think at a certain point they should have switched from a man to man to a two three zone to limit the penetration and kick out for threes. So that was a mistake in my eyes from the UVA coaching staff. Yeah, that's the only mistake I think they made. They couldn't hit a shot. Also, their threes were not, they were shooting like they had one of 18 from threes at a certain point, and that. When you're doing that and you're relying on that all year, it's not going to happen. Also, I did mention that UVA struggled getting to the line, and it shows that in tournament things you have to get to the yeah. line. And and an interesting point can be made. You know, everyone was thinking that they are the you know their defensive juggernaut coming into the to the March Madness, and they're just a gr- the best defensive team. They were number one and or number two in a lot of defensive categories. But any given night, you can get beat and. They, you know, you have your defensive teams and you think defense wins championships, but March Madness, it's a completely another, it's a huge animal and you can't rely on what happened in that nice regular season where you're the number one overall seed. Everything can change like that with one game. And that's what happened to Virginia and Tony Bennett and that whole squad. 
They were missing one of their best players. He was out. Yeah, but still, but you can't still. you can't lose to a 16 seed. No credit to them, but I mean, you nine can't. times out of ten, UVA wins that. Yeah. Uh, another big Cinderella story that's playing right now while we're recording the podcast: Loyola Chicago. They are currently they're losing to Nevada by eight, but that can obviously change really quick with the way they've had their comebacks. They had a huge buzzer beater against Miami, and then they were able to take down Tennessee. The go ahead with two seconds. They got left. the they got the what is it the nun sister Jean sister Jean. They got a they they always got a latch onto a story when it comes to March Madness, yep. which is you know it's it's okay, but they got to do that. The Ramblers, yeah, they've uh, huge surprise. Would you say that? Obviously, I think the 16 seed over the one seed UMBC is probably a bigger storyline, but they've advanced a little farther. Obviously, uh, UMBC lost real quick after they beat Virginia, but Loyola Chicago's got a. I think they're pretty much taking over March Madness as of now as a Cinderella. Well, I, I think the uh, first round matchup versus Miami, they I had them favorable. I thought they were going to beat that. Um, yeah, I wasn't really impressed with Miami all year. They're always a team. I had them winning, but like they're always a team that I, I put them in the same category was like with um, with Oregon. Yeah, they always have a really good regular season, and then yes. they kind of, they'll win one, possibly two rounds, but they never do anything else. And yeah. they they're well coached, and they have really good players, but yeah, they seem to just not advance. Um, so Tennessee, I thought they were going to lose to Tennessee. Tennessee's really good defensively, but once again, really good team. Um, Loyola stuck it out. That kid Ingram, who went to high school with Jabari Parker, he's been balling out. A um, couple big shots. They're having fun over there. Hopefully, you know, they could keep it going into the Elite Eight, but we'll see. I like – well, we could continue. We could talk about the Nevada Wolf Pack and how they yeah. – One up- of your favorite stories. Yes. Probably, is that your favorite story? of? Yeah, Nevada is one of my favorite yeah. teams right now. Um, you know, they were down versus Texas. They come back. They tie it up. They take the lead. They go send it into overtime, beat Texas, uh, and then they're down 15 with, like, eight minutes to go versus Cincy. Yeah, that's a since he was, no no more than fifteen. They were American up like twenty. Conference foes getting screwed since like he was up that twenty. Out. Since he was up twenty, and Nevada made a run, and then Cunningham got fouled out, and right there Nevada the took momentum over, just took control, shifted yeah. right to Nevada. Yeah, yeah, they're one of my favorite teams in this story. You know, another uh, Cinderella since we're still in the South bracket, uh, Kansas State. Kansas State, obviously the favorable with the Baltimore-Maryland County. Can they keep it going versus Kentucky tonight, Rob? Kentucky, I Kansas State is probably at this point, looking at that, that side of the bracket, is honestly the biggest threat to Kentucky, I believe. Because Kentucky has just been, like for some reason, Calipari has them playing really good basketball at the end of the year, which it always seems like that happens, uh, with the exception of maybe one or two seasons that he's been there that I can remember off the top of my head. But I think it'll be a good matchup, but it just it looks like Kentucky, after Virginia and Arizona got taken off the bracket for them, it looks like an easy road to, to the Final Four and possibly the the championship game. So, But I, could, I see Kansas State being the team that could definitely take them down. And that game is tonight, right? Yep, tonight. Yeah, so we'll have to see how that turns out. But this is a pregame predi- prediction. I'm going to say Kentucky holds on and they, they advance to the Final Four. Um, so let's go into the uh, east side of the bracket since that one has probably been the most favorable one, meaning like favorites have won the only upset. Marshall, Butler, I don't really consider a favor. I think they were actually the most – more people picked them more than – Arkansas. That Marshall game was really good. Yeah, uh, but Marshall was... over Wichita, another American conference choke job. Ha, ha. So, <laughs> you know, you we got Villanova 
West Virginia, that's going to be a great game. But Villanova's been dominating, and I think they're going to continue to dominate all the way to the championship or even the Final Four. Final Four, maybe. They'll have some competition. Yeah, Villanova is just, my God. They're, they're good. They're too good. Well uh, coached. Yeah, really well coached. And Jalen Brunson and Smart. Mikael Bridges. Smart players. Mikael Bridges, come to New York City. Play for the Knicks. They go New York, go New York, go. We need you. We need you. And then another big upset, of course, like the, how they continue to just do this and Jim Beheim just maniacally just going in and, you know, has the has the NCAA just – has them at the he, – he could just do whatever he wants with them because for some reason Syracuse just – they get into the play-in game and they win that and then they go ahead – and who they upset? They upset TCU, and then they go ahead and upset Michigan State, who I said Michigan State would not go too far, but I didn't see Syracuse beating them. And it just aggravates me. Like, I hate Syracuse, but, like, I hate seeing them being a Cinderella story. I, well, the thing, the crazy thing is that they shouldn't have even been in this tournament. Yeah, no, That's just it, should an be ACC. U- it should be USC in this tournament. USC or Notre Dame. That's just such a... F- ACC favoritism right there once yeah. again, but you know they got three in a row. They're they're on a roll. Hopefully, uh, not hopefully. I think Duke's gonna actually dominate them. Hopefully, well they've played them in the regular season and Duke beat them. I hate so. Syracuse more than Duke. That's just I hate both of them with the Big East history with UConn. But yeah. even just in general, I think Bayheim is just. Hey, we got another. We got an ACC matchup. That's I guess will be pretty fun to watch. That that actually ACC is dominating in that side of the the bracket. They got Clemson still available in there with Kansas. Kansas, you know, they've been coming off – they've starting slow in games, but they've been uh, second-half turns, and they've finished, uh, finished strong. So Devontae Graham has been playing pretty okay. Yeah. Not too not too great, but – Well, like, they got Azebuki, what's his name? Yeah. They got Aze, him back. Yeah. He so, played last game. So. Yeah, that'll be a big big boost for them, but – Yep. I don't know. Let's uh, cover our last side of the bracket. Uh, Florida State-Gonzaga. Gonzaga's been giving me heart attacks last couple games, but they've been they've got there. They got there, surprisingly, after last year's uh, championship loss. So what do you think against uh, FSU? I think Gonzaga, they, they got a lot of momentum going with that huge – did they have a huge comeback, I believe? What was it? Uh, the, no, they, they were they were in the first round. They were they had to hit a, like a go-ahead three. Just Yeah, so that kind of gave it, them yeah. a, like an energized they, vibe to them, and now they're like – I think that they'll they'll definitely take uh, take out Florida State. FSU is long and athletic, and that's the only concern that I have for Gonzaga, but they, they can match up pretty well. They, I, they dominated Ohio State, even though the score was a lot closer than – I think they were in control the whole way. You know, Rob, Michigan, A&M, who do you think? Uh, I like the way Michigan's playing right now. That buzzer beater was crazy by uh, Brooks. Was his name? Uh, I'm not sure. I think his last name is Brooks. But that was a that was a crazy game. That was one that Poole. I actually Jordan Poole. Oh, Pool, Pool. So that was one of the games. See, because after the first night of was it the first night of '64? Yeah. Yes. Or, or that Arizona loss. First night. I'm not. I'll admit to you, it took me a while to gain the energy back up to to watch college basketball because it was extremely upsetting to see that happen even you know everyone gets their bracket busted but like Arizona got absolutely dominated DeAndre Ayton looked like a a kid playing against a guy that was a foot shorter than him didn't even know what to do obviously I don't think it'll hurt his draft stock but it was tough to watch so I but I like uh I like what I see from Michigan and I think that that buzzer beater gives them a lot of momentum and I think they'll they'll uh, be able to take care of Texas A&M I I personally like A&M 
Yeah, no, they they they're uh, who's who's the guy number forty four Williams. Yeah, he's he's, he's getting really good. Yeah. He's he's helping himself go up in the draft boards a little yeah. bit, and uh, I think he's a really good big man. Michigan will have problems because they won't be able to score in there because they're strong down low in AM. I've been rooting against A and M, but I'm I dislike Michigan big time. Actually, big time. Yeah, I'm not a big Mish fan. I was rooting for the Cougars of Houston, you know. Oh, you're rooting for an American conference? Why? 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 So we get more funding. I didn't like... I, more funding, bro. The true. farther people teams go, more funding. That's true. That's true. I mean, the conference is already pretty good basketball. We'll be honest with Wichita State. Houston. It's getting better, yes. I'd say it's... Well, for UConn. We'll, we'll get we'll into get it into later. But, uh, Rob, let's give give us your new Final Four with the, the teams that are available now. Okay. I'm going to go with Kentucky. Mm. I'm going to go Villanova. Yeah. And then I think I'll be bold here, and I'll go with Clemson wow. and Michigan. Okay. I don't um, know why. I just I like, and then I got. I think I'll take I'll take Nova in the championship. Okay. I Kansas still they they like. That first, they had like a bit of a scare with Penn, yeah, and the how they were down by ten, and they mm-hmm. they didn't let it up though, and they, and they came back. But I don't know, they they kind of to me, the the Jayhawks are just a shaky situation, and Clemson looked really good in the first couple mm-hmm. first couple games, and I think that they've been playing extremely well, and I like to pick a sleeper, so that's that's why I'll go with them. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Nevada. Okay, I'm the keep. I had Duke and Nova, so I'm gonna keep them going i'm gonna go nevada of the wolf pack because mm-hmm. i love them <laughs> and then i'm gonna go gonzaga mm, so like gonzaga that. nevada nova duke nova winning it all once again since i had them from the beginning so i guess i have to stick with them throughout yeah you gotta stick with it you gotta stick with your initial pick exactly. too bad i can't stick with any of my initial i had auburn going to the final four and they got absolutely whopped yeah by don't Clemson. listen to charles barkley don't listen yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna do that again it's, no no but uh also another storyline that going in purdue yeah. how uh how they'll fare without their big man isaac haas i think it's haas or house, maybe Isaac House, whatever. House, I don't the know. Big man, the big fella. The big fella. He had a fractured hand, but I saw something on one of the news reports that one, of, a couple of the like physical therapists, students, or whatever, like made him a new brace, and he was making layups and some shots. So maybe he'll be able to return. So that could be a huge boost for well, Purdue. Well, he had a brace, but the NCAA is very strict apparently with what he, they wear. <laughs> so man, that sucks. So he couldn't play in the last game, but. Oh, God. I was reading that. You can't wear a br- That's so dumb, man. It was like a padded sleeve, basically. He couldn't yeah. wear. Um, Nevada. Not Nevada. What am I saying? What am I saying? Purdue's engineering department was apparently working on a brace for him to play. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, interesting. They did play pretty good. They beat Butler pretty well. But uh, we'll see what they do now, you know, coming up. How they're going to do without their, do. their yep. big guy. I think he might play. He might play. He's not ruled out yet. Tomorrow we'll find out. Yeah, we'll have to find out tomorrow. But this leads into, you know, our, our biggest uh, topic, hopefully, you know, on the UConn campus right now. It's a it's a buzz around stores. It we'll is a buzz. With you. Um, Dan Hurley has taken the reins as the UConn men's basketball coach. Yep, I'm actually, I'm very excited. I don't know if I'm, I'm smiling in the studio yes. right now. I think that it was the right move for the University of Connecticut. He's turned programs around Wagner, URI, 
He needs to get us back on board with recruiting because I think that is our main problem, recruiting. Um, the conference, okay, but if we could dominate the American conference, it, you know, that that's, says enough because Cincinnati had his second had the second seed. So at least we could get a high, high seeding in the tournament. It's not the conference. It's our recruiting. I think he'll bring that with the New York, New Jersey area ties that he has. You know, I'm just I'm extremely excited. We made the right move. He's bringing the, a Connecticut former Jim Calhoun assistant back, you know, and he's got players for next year. So it'll be fun to watch. Hopefully we make it. Yeah, a lot of people believe that they remind uh, Dan Hurley reminds a lot of people of a young Jim Calhoun. Obviously, we have to yep. wait and see because everyone thought Kevin Ollie after winning the national championship would uh, pan out to be a great coach and great situation, but only made one tournament appearance after that, so that didn't work out. But I think, obviously, he brings a huge improvement when it comes to recruiting. And the thing with the American Conference, though, I think the American Conference has really surprisingly become a really good basketball conference with Houston, Wichita State, and uh, who else am I missing here? Am I missing someone from Wichita, Houston, American State, and um, Cincy? And Cincy. Memphis is Cincy. good now Memphis. too. Memphis got Penny Hardaway. Yeah, that was another coach yeah. that we have to look at. Yeah, you know, and so but Florida, Florida wasn't that bad. Yeah, Florida wasn't bad. So, but I think that obviously at my from the bottom of my heart, I want them to have go, that. I want UConn to go back to the Big East because I think that'll be a better building block and kind of even though the Big East is pretty good I think that it's a better situation for UConn to even still get recruits I think Danny Hurley is obviously going to help us get recruits better than Kevin Ollie did but I think that it would even enhance the ability to get recruits a little bit better because the American even though you're you're looking at the school and you're looking at UConn you kind of look at the conference and you're like I don't know if I want to be playing in Hartford Connecticut for my conference championship rather than Madison Square Garden and be playing these games against like the uh, the big schools like Nova and all these these big schools so I think that would really help but obviously the whole football program is a, a big deal but the Danny Hurley hire is huge he's going to bring a huge uh change in recruitment i think they're they're gonna get a lot better uh new york guys i'll say right yeah well you know four of the players uh he tried to recruit for uri adams vital diara and um what's his name sid wilson jelly fam jelly fam sid yes so hopefully uh you know i'm just looking for some improvement i'm not asking for a lot in year one i'm just asking for us to be respectable and not lose by 20 to every ranked team that we play. <laughs> Sucks to be you, man. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe we could upset. He also could sell that we're going to play in Madison Square Garden twice next year because Syracuse, and we're playing Nova at MSG next year. Yeah, huge. So, that, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, if, if they were to think about going back to the Big East, that even it's it plays a huge part with the history of UConn to alert uh, to get recruits back here. With uh, with the venues that they play, because you know no one's in the the American Conference was in was in Hartford, and UConn the whole why the reason that you have it there is you want to see UConn advance, and they got bounced in the first round by SMU. So no, it was in Orlando this year. It was in Hartford. No, no, no. Last year it was Hartford. This year Orlando. Oh, okay, that was yeah. Botched. It was but a- still, they they. <laughs> I, I, they just I think that they got to change. We can edit that. Yeah, we can <laughs> we can edit that out or, or maybe I'll just keep it in there. Yeah. But um I think that they just got to they got to they got to change it up. I think the American Conference maybe at this point is a little 
I don't know. They just got to – I think they should change, but they'll probably end up just staying there. But, you know, good good hire by you. Overall, UConn. yes, we're very excited in good, the booth. Good hire, yeah. Moving on to more NBA news, Golden State's big three, but now big four are all out. It was first, it was their big three. KD out with a rib cartilage fracture, Clay Thompson with a broken thumb, Steph Curry with an ankle injury, and then in a game against San Antonio, Draymond Green left the game with a pelvic contusion. I still think that they're making up these terms for the injuries, but they honestly might. It is what it is. Curry... I believe, is to come back in a game that they have tomorrow. So he's going to be the first one back. But how is this going to – the whole story around this is how is it going to hurt their uh, – hurt or not affect their momentum heading into the postseason. I think that it it will be an issue in terms of, like, getting back in a rhythm, but they're just way too talented. And, and even their role players, like Swaggy P has stepped up, Andre Iguodala, they got veterans. JaVale McGee has played really well. I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. But – Heading into, in terms of making a deep playoff run, which they most likely and they will, I think that it will kind of take them a bit of time to kind of get back into the swing of things. Yeah, well, I don't know if they're just trying to rest their players or if these are serious injuries. Um, You know, they were out there partying for Steph Curry's birthday. Eating ribs. Eating ribs, partying on, I think they're fine. I mean, KD's injury, rib cartilage sounds rib cartilage fracture actually sounds pretty serious. Broken thumb also for shooters. Was it his left or right hand? I think it was his non-shooting. Oh, okay. So he'll be fine. He'll be fine to Clay Thompson. Yeah. Steph Curry, he's had a history of ankle problems. I think they're just trying to be more precautionary, you know, to make sure he's not hurt for the playoffs when they actually need him. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think they are not going to get the number one seed at this point. Yeah, no, I think give it to Houston. But, but they don't even care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. They're going to win. Right they're now gonna... they're projected to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. That'll be a good That st- would be a great series to watch. Still a good matchup, but they're still going to whop everybody and get to the championship. Yeah, well, hopefully we see a little upset, Rob. I'm the prey for an upset. I like him. I'm an underdog guy. Yeah, I hope Houston loses in the first round. <laughs> uh-uh, they're going to beat Utah. Eh, we'll see. They are, they are. We'll see. Okay, so Golden State, how are they going to bounce back? We'll have to see. Next topic, Kyrie Irving has a sore knee and has been sitting out the past couple weeks. Mm. It's a sore left knee, and uh, there's believed to be no structural damage, and he'll miss the West Coast road trip. And it's going to – the big question here is how will it affect Boston heading into into the postseason, like how how, uh, the Golden State situations with their injuries, how will that affect them? Obviously, Kyrie Irving is a bit of a bigger bigger key to the – Boston Celtics success and they don't have the luxury of having four all-stars on their team so we'll have to see if how he's how he comes back Terry Rozier has been playing really good basketball but he's no Kyrie Irving I think that in terms of I I think they'll they'll win like a first round matchup guaranteed I'd have to say and then I think it'll get really chippy for them in the second in a second round series. And if they run into Cleveland, I think they're losing because LeBron's on the team. That's just what I think. I don't think they're ready. They don't have Gordon Hayward back. They're really deep, but they need a little bit of boost. I, it'll, I'm gonna have to wait till next year to really take Boston seriously in the postseason with uh, getting Gordon Hayward back and having their whole roster together. But Kyrie Irving for this year, it's. I think it's a sore. It's it's just a sore left knee. I think he should come back fine. Yeah, I mean Kyrie's had a history of getting injured every year, so I guess this is his Injury little. Prone. Yeah, he is. I guess this is his little bump in the road. Hopefully, we get to see. You know, he'll play for the playoffs, but um, I'd like to see them healthy, Boston to stay competitive. I, you know, Rob, I think 
Memphis, not Memphis, what am I saying? Still on a college basketball. Yeah, though. I'm thinking, I, I think um, Toronto also is going to get, I think they're the second best team in the East. Obviously, I have Cleveland at number one, and them at, them at number two in my power rankings with, you know, Boston probably um, third. But, yeah, their players have stepped up. They also Marcus Smart's out, Kyrie's huge. out. That was yeah. a huge shot he had it the other day Morris. against OKC. Yeah, he had a huge shot. Yeah, but didn't Melo miss two free throws? Free throws. Very before. disappointed in Melo, but that's okay. Yeah, but Oklahoma City's actually they're playing some good basketball. Yeah, which they're I fourth. said they're playoff. Yeah, they're playoff ready. We like, said this. They're so. ready to go. Yeah, we said this. I'm like, oh no, what's happening to OKC? Like, shut up. Like, they're gonna be fine. Like, let them get to the postseason. They'll be good. Exactly. So Boston, you know, if they could get, they, they'll get Kyrie back. Hopefully, they make a nice little run. But I don't see them coming out of the East like how dominant they were in the beginning of the year. That everybody's like, oh, watch out, LeBron. No, no, it's not, not happening. Nope. Okay. Once again, our new, still kind of new, but we've been a couple weeks in the free throw segment. Give you a couple little storylines, little storylines that have been trickling around for the past weeks. Dirk Nowitzki possibly going to play two more years. What do you think? Mark joke. Cuban Mark Cuban needs to swallow whatever I don't know to swallow his pride and just let him walk. Yeah. Because they need to get younger guys to try to develop him at that power forward position Dirk is not helping. Yeah, Mark Cuban's been doing like a farewell and tour you think for, he cares for about Duke it? for the past 3 years. Yeah, no. Oh, you think Dirk you, wants to lose? No, he probably, he could go to Golden State and sit on Well, the, Dirk's still going to be taking those checks like that's going to happen. Yeah, but I think if he goes to Golden State like on a, uh, on a five mil a year. Yeah, but he's not. Nah, I think Dirk would take retirement. But if he really thinks that he could play two more years, like then maybe I could see that. But like, Dirk, just just hang him up. Just hang him up. All right. Then another wild story that is just trying to get LeBron back in because you know it didn't have enough LeBron news going around. They say LeBron gained seven pounds during a ge- during a game with the Miami Heat. Against the San Antonio Spurs. How much water do you drink? It's mostly water weight. Seven pounds, dude. <laughs> Worth the water. Seven pounds. That's, That's ridiculous. This is a made-up story. Like, I don't even... Yeah. This is just like, oh, we haven't talked about LeBron for, like, the past two hours. We need to throw something out there for the for the fans. Got to have LeBron in the news. Haven't had him doing any social media videos. I want to see the scale. Yeah, I want to see a little bit of proof before it's seven pounds is yeah, ridiculous. That's insane. And they said he went from like two sixty one to uh, two sixty nine. Like that's that's insane. That's insane. No way. That's no way. That's a thing. Don't you lose weight when you work out? I mean, maybe he had a big pregame meal, but still, it's insane. That's crazy. Another free throw. Marcus Smart thumb injury may return for the postseason. Obviously. Boston, like we said, had guys step up, but Marcus Smart was thought to be a pretty big uh, piece of the puzzle in terms of being a role player. He's a restricted free agent. I think he's going to walk when someone gives him a, a big uh, amount of money. Or I don't think Boston. Boston's not going to match. Yeah, Boston's not going to no. match it. But they could definitely use him for the postseason. They need a, a lockdown defender to throw in there. And, he'll be uh, back play. for the postseason. Yeah, I think he'll come back. I think he'll because they're going to win the first series. It's a thumb injury. I mean, when he went around punching, what did he punch? A picture? Oh no, he picture. can't shoot. Yeah, he can't. He, he can't no shoot, shot. so it doesn't matter if the if the thumb's healthy or not. He's not going to hit shots. He's just in there for defense and flopping. So <laughs> they, they're going to get him for the second round of the playoffs. Worst case scenario, but they'll be fine. You know, let's go to the next uh, injury guy. Another free throw. Ty Lue. Ty Lue stepping down for team of the team for health reasons. Larry Drew taking over. Basically, LeBron yelled at him on the bench. And he couldn't take it. He anymore. couldn't take it anymore. So like, all right, I which I don't agree medical with him. He I should mean, leave. Well, yeah, I mean, if it is a serious medical 
situation with Ty Lue, obviously we hope it all goes well, but it's yeah. not going to matter. Like LeBron is still the coach of the team. Like, and it, it's inter- it's interesting how it took him this long with the medical situation of now. Like when LeBron, like there was a video going around the other day of him literally exactly. yelling across the bench at Ty Lue. Ty Lue probably just got fed up with LeBron's crap and was like, all right, I'll let you coach the team through Larry Drew now and just take a leave of absence. So, I don't know. I think Ty Lue's just trying to get a break from LeBron. Yep. Uh, we mentioned this before. Penny Hardaway is to be the new coach at Memphis nice. in the American Conference. Nice to have a former alum. A former alum. I think uh, he did really well with his AAU program and bringing yep. them up pretty well. With I don't know if it's his, like it's his team, but I don't know. I think there was like a league. I don't know if it was his league or whatever. But they, I watched like a bunch of stories and read about it, and uh, he he does a really good job. And I think he he's uh, so it's it's a bit of a jump from AAU to college, but I think that. Uh, you know, he's been around the game. Yeah, he's so been he around knows. the game. He's so it's, it's, I think it's kind of cool, like how Chris Mullen went to St. John's, yeah, and how Patrick, Patrick Ewing is going to Georgetown, and now Penny Hardaway to Memphis. I think it's really cool that they're doing this kind of thing, and I think that it it should work out pretty good because you know they weren't doing any. Memphis wasn't doing anything real special before uh, Penny Hardaway. Yeah, so it back. helps them with recruiting too. Absolutely, people will be like, oh, Penny Hardaway, he went to the league. You know, he's been around. Yeah, we know Penny. That, so you know, you mentioned Ewing, Mullen. Anyway, it would have been hilarious if UConn got Ray Allen, but that's too much. Ray Allen's yeah, a lot a, better than a lot of these. I guys, don't know so. if he's kind of a, a coaching kind of no, kind of guy. He's yeah. not, but that's just that would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, last free throw. Reggie Jackson finally returns from his long leave. Yes. With an ankle injury, Detroit's pretty much out of the playoff picture. I'd say at this point. Damn. I don't know the exact. Yeah, the East is pretty much wrapped up. Yeah. Let's see. They're I'm five games pull up out. The exact. Oh, they're five games yeah, out. What's their right record? Now. They are thirty-two and thirty-nine, and the Bucks are eighth seed at thirty-seven and thirty-four. Bucks beat Raptors. Yeah, I don't, there's only there's like less it. than twelve games left. I don't think it's going to work out. So Reggie Jackson right. kind of coming back a little bit too late for the Pistons, but maybe they can get a little chemistry going with Blake and Andre and Reggie mm-hmm. and get prepared for next year, and we'll we'll see how that goes. But those are our free throws. Now it's time back. We took a uh, we skipped it last week, obviously because of college basketball. Back with fantasy studs and bums of the week. Here's Nick's fantasy studs and bums of the week. Yep. Let's get into it. Uh, first fantasy stud's been uh, Kelly Olynyk from the Miami Heat. He's been uh, balling out lately. He's been averaging 17, 30, 22 points in the last you know, three games. He's had actually 10 assists in one game, six assists in another. He's been getting five-plus rebounds. That was against the Knicks. So yeah, he was. He had a 22, 10, and five game. So you got to put a put a little asterisk next to anything that happens with the Knicks. True, but he put thirty against Denver. So yeah, that's that's still a really good performance. Yeah, he's been balling out. He's been a stud for your playoff team. Another guy who's been a stud in your playoff team was another Oklahoma Sooner guy that you know takes over is Buddy Heald. Um, he's been averaging in the last three and the last four games twenty plus points, six plus assists, and four plus rebounds. So. He's been balling out. Finally giving is, him the reins. Yes, is as he finally the, getting that Steph Curry comparison. Yeah, what? And that, <laughs> that the, the owner was like, "Oh man, we're yeah. getting the we're getting the next Steph Curry here." It's yeah. like, "Oh well, we got to see him play a little bit. Got to give him minutes, not have him come off the bench." Like exactly. that, now, you're kind of seeing like, "Wow, Buddy Heald could be the next Steph Curry." No, probably not. There's only one Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Hey man, Trey Young may. They like to throw out those comparisons. They always Nick. throw. They comparisons. throw those comparisons out. You got to respect them. It's like, oh, 
They said, uh, this guy said that he's the next Steph Curry. Must be true. How many next LeBrons have we seen come through? A lot. Zion yeah. Williamson is the next LeBron. Exactly. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. He's not even the best guy in, there, in the draft class. Oh. R.J. Barrett is. All right. Very whatever. quick with comparisons. Yeah. Bums. Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson, the Brooklyn guy. Absolutely terrible. You know, um, Minnesota, they got to get the they got to get some wins right now. They're in the seventh seed, and hopefully they could bump it up. But Taj Gibson is averaging 33 minutes per game and just, you know, not producing in rebounds and points all below 10 in the last couple of games. So that's not good. Yeah, 15 points, 4 points, 8 points, 10 points. You want to see a little bit more from Taj Gibson. You got to see those double-double yep. numbers, constant double-double exactly. numbers. Yep. Uh, another bum, KCP. He's uh, he's been a bum. I know the Lakers. They they came off hot off the. Wow, uh, man, the Lakers are looking good. They are. Hey, Paul George is gonna go there, even though he's on a winning franchise right now with OKC in the fourth seed. So is he's gonna. He's Everybody's gonna, gone. Hey, everyone's going to LA. That's what's gonna happen. It's just LA's LA. I mean, Lonzo Ball. They got a lot of young talent, so I don't know what their problem is. Um, they don't need. They, they, they don't, need to win right now. That's them. That's them. Yeah, man. but I. They don't need these big free agents. Like, I don't think why so. Why not just let it play out? Like, if you need to sprinkle in, like, a, like you don't need to bring in a huge ego name like Paul George or LeBron. Obviously, it'd be nice. Like, you're going to take that offer. It's going to happen. But I don't really think they need. They have the, all these young, really good players. It's yeah. just like, let it play out. You add Lonzo Ball with Brandon Ingram. You have them for the next like Julius Randle seven years. Julius and they Randall's were going to trade. Him. They were going to trade him, and he's playing out of yeah. his mind. It's it's this prime example of not being able to wait. Kuzma, dumb. Josh it, Hart's it, not bad. Yeah, dude, they got a good team. They got good. Brooke Lopez, those. the boy's been playing pretty good, Nick. Yeah, I mean he's a free agent, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. He'll be the next guy in the Nets Raptors, so we'll see. But yeah, KCP bump, bump. Okay, that is it for this week of the Talking True Hoops podcast. Once again, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, our YouTube stream. Please follow us at Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up with what you think will happen with the remainder of the NCAA tournament. What What do you think of the NBA heading into the playoffs in these last stretch? Who do you think's gonna? What are the first round matchups gonna be? Everything like that. Subscribe, follow. Nick, what are you gonna say back to the people before we leave? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, talking true hoops. Absolutely, absolutely. So join us next week. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Once again, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Join us next week for more basketball talk on Talking True Hoops.